back. It's been a been a while. Yeah. Since um since we've recorded one of these uh due to your excursions out in the greater European region. Yeah, I I decided to broaden my horizons. And what better country to go to than the country that now owns Ireland? Um, I went to I went I spent uh, about a week and a half, two weeks in Germany, which was great fun. Do um, you have a de- decent Leibniz room while you were there? Leibniz? Never mind. <laughs> That's a Nazi joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't meet any. I didn't meet any Leibniz while I was there. But um, no, Leibniz room was living room. Oh yeah. From, uh, uh, fuck did off. Did you have to sleep in the Leibniz room? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, there was one night where I pissed off the missus. I kind of had to, but um. Well, that's yeah. what happens when you know. Mm. You get in the ring and yeah. do the Nazi salute and, Abs- pick, yeah. and piss on the Brazilian flag. Yeah, there there is that. But um, fan cam reference there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I I was um I was over in Cologne for I don't know what they call it, but it's it's their version of like a gay pride parade. Okay, and um I you know if there are any Irish gay people listening to this, up your fucking game, lads. All right. Because they outdo you when it comes to shit like well, this. Well, to be fair, the Germans have always had a strong parade game. <laughs> yeah, they have, in fairness. <laughs> Let's forget it. Uh, yeah. Trying for the will. And, yeah. You know. You know, our, you know, our parade game is generally sort of drunk and parochial. You know, theirs is very ordered and, you know, people come out in force. Yeah. <laughs> shovels. Yeah. Uh but, um, uh, this this time out was like you know if you if you've seen a sixty year old man wearing like fucking pink <laughs> leatherette assless chaps walking down the street and no one looks at it like it's weird at all. Well, when the winds of change blew yeah. in Germany <laughs> yeah. after the fall of the Iron Curtain, yeah. like, you know, uh, like all kind of weird. Um, repressive kind of stuff yeah. seemed to blow out of the country altogether yeah. that's why when we were both kids I'm sure mm. I know I did anyway once have you ever checked out even the news yeah. on RTL1 yeah. uh, the German national broadcast oh, yeah, yeah. there was just like tits in the news it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, like you're going, yeah. well, what? What's this? You know, and like <laughs> years later, like people are going, look at this. It's porn news. Yeah, isn't this funny? And they're going, no. In Germany, that's just the news. Yeah. You for know? for a horrible second there, I thought you were going to say when the winds of change blew, it was through a glory hole. No, no. <laughs> actually, uh, the other axis power, Japan. Yeah, uh, your homeland. Yeah, they have a different. <laughs> oh, they have a very different take on that sort the, of thing. The sex news thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not kidding, and I don't know why I'm bringing this up, mm-hmm. right? But the weirdest porn video on the internet, right, does not involve corbophagia mm. or you know some kind of simulated abuse of yeah. some kind. It's the Japanese newscaster pornography, and I'm going to leave it up to your imagination what goes on in them. Yeah, it's now, fucking weird. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tell you I'll tell you this, man. The, no selling yeah. jizz. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. In 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 defense of my of my country of birth, you know, a lot of the videos you see you see online look how weird the Japanese are are actually made by porno companies. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like the actual the actual broadcast television is not a million miles away from what we have here. You know? No, in fairness, right? Mm. The West has never and will never have the type of game shows they have in Japan. Oh yeah. Like 
Battle Royale, I'm sure when that came on television for the first time, yeah. someone flicked channels and didn't know they were watching a film for the first half. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, I just thought this is a new TV hit. Yeah. You know? But, uh, and you know what, Japan? Keep it up. Yeah, right on, Japan. But, um, you know, a lot's happened in the world since, you know, uh, we've been, well, since you've been away. Yeah. Although, really, not, we were on, t- we're on target. Yeah. Here, you know? But, uh, of course, you now, I, I've, gone on the record about this uh, topic but I've been asked by Ralph Lewis yeah. um, of New York fame because mm. you know he, that's where he lives and everyone in New York knows one another yeah. so he's <laughs> just as famous as Tina Fey of course but um, Ralph wanted to hear your take on the Hulk Hogan uh, racist sex tape scandal um, well apart my take on it is um, a lot of this uh, I'm I'm thinking that this is you know Gawker just how just taking like a real fucking cheap shot at Hulk because um, they're the only people who have the full ac- who have the access to that full tape including his racist diatribe. Uh-huh. Now that doesn't let Hulk off the fucking. Did you hear that- the latest uh, the latest release from it? No. Apparently, like because in the for those who don't know, Hulk Hogan was a fairly famous wrestler. Yeah. Who star fairly famous? He was the biggest star of the eighties. Yeah. Right. Starred in other fil- in some films, so it's yeah. it's on topic. Mister Nanny. Mister Nanny. Uh, Rocky Tree. Yeah. Um, Santa with muscles. Santa with muscles. <laughs> Uh, that sex tape. Yeah. You know, oh he's God. in a lot of movies. Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, in the first release of the transcript of Hogan's thing, he basically said there was a black man. Mm. He didn't use the words black man, though. Yeah. He used other words that we won't repeat. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, because apparently if you say that on the internet, you get in trouble. And yeah, I get yeah. in trouble saying shit on the internet enough. So. But uh, anyway, uh, he, he's complaining about black men. Uh, or as Kenny Bolin would say, men of the darker persuasion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, oops, um, yeah, uh, today he in the tape apparently mm. insinuates that the man who was going to put the money up yeah. for Brooke Hogan's music career yeah. was fucking Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's Hogan yeah. for you, right? Yeah. He can't even be a racist without yeah. exaggerating. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, the day after this broke, um, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you read it somewhere, you came up with the line huh. where, like, he was saying that, you know, Brooke was going to get with, like, some seven foot tall can, black can, guy who's worth, like, a hundred million. I, no, no, I can give the, the exact yeah. totals on this, the numerology okay. on it. But I want to give credit where credit's due. This is Adam Slash on Twitter. Okay. Because uh, Hogan, in the original transcript, uh, said that he, if he wanted his um, his girlfriend or his, his daughter, slip with a tongue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, was it really? Was it? <laughs> in every respect. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in a quite literal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Close Kinski hashtag. Yeah. But. Um, Fucking <laughs> Dungeon of Doom hashtag Fritzel, <laughs> but um, the <laughs> it is etched in stone. Oh. But uh, for your sins, you will be given the dildo of Afmulka. Oh God! <laughs> anyway, in the initial transcript, yeah. Hogan said that if he wanted his daughter to marry a black man, yeah, a man of African heritage, yeah. Um, that he would want it at least for a, her to be marrying 
an eight foot tall black person mm. worth eighty million dollars. Yeah, and as Adam Slash put on the uh, on the on Twitter, the Twitter machine, yeah, he said in a few years' time. Hogan himself will recount this and say it was a nine foot tall basketball player worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> because Hogan is a bullshit artist. Yeah. Like he claimed that he wrestled for 380 days one year yeah. because of the time difference between Japan and America. And uh, he, he claimed he wrestled in, um, he claimed he wrestled Andre the Giant's last match in WrestleMania 3. Despite the fact Andre was the tag champ at WrestleMania Five, despite the fact that Andre fucking beat him for the title next year, yes, but you know <laughs> it's it's Hogan. It's uh, you know. well, there was that song. Um, was it? I, there was a bunch of things. He did that song though, where he was singing. It was called "Hulkster in Heaven." Oh God! Uh, and uh, he claimed that there was kids came to see him wrestle Andre the Giant in Wembley Stadium. Really? And, and they're going like, your timeline is more messed up than the one people tell me is on Lost. <laughs> yeah. I've never watched Lost, but yeah. I want to make a Lost joke, right? So fucking sue me. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean... Uh, you know, his, his history has gone through more retcons than the Marvel Universe at this point, I think. Yeah? <laughs> more reimaginings and retellings and... Uh, the, well, if he goes through like the edgy '90s image comics, yeah. telling like you know, yeah. he'll be Hulk Hitler, you know, <laughs> and he'll be marching around yeah. the south, fucking leg dropping civil rights leaders, <laughs> and then like they'll come back with yeah. a more colorful one. Then you know when he's you oh know, true, yeah, that you know on 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 the on the real though, um, fuck Hulk Hogan. Like, oh yeah, fuck I mean. Him. You know, we I said I said it to you I said it to you off off air. Um, isn't it amazing that a lying, manipulative, self-aggrandizing piece of shit would also be a racist? Who'd have thought? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the thing with Holster. I mean, he was a cunt before this. Yeah, that's we what all we called him Cunt Hogan. Hogan yeah. yeah, and um, well done, OSW, for giving us that one. Right on, boys. But uh, the thing with uh, with uh, Cunt Hogan is. Like there's a there was a, a litany of things any true blue wrestling fan could hate that man for. Yeah, uh, we'll play a bit of tennis with this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sabotaged Mr. Perfect winning the 1990 Royal Rumble. Um, he brought he brought back the Ultimate Warrior in WCW, even though no one wanted to see it. Before that, yeah, he brought in the Renegade because he couldn't get the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, he sandbagged the shit out of Steve Austin. He stamp- sandbagged the shit out of Sting. Yeah. He sandbagged the shit out of Ric Flair, which I didn't think was humanly possible. Yeah, and I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Hogan knows best. Just for that. Yeah, <laughs> right? just just for that. And, uh, you know, as a, re- as a wrestling fan who knows anything about anything, mm. you have plenty of reasons to hate Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. This is the underline and the full stop on it. Oh, yeah. As uh, Finn Martin said, the man's come back from a lot. Yeah. I mean, the thing that people forget is, like, 20-plus years ago, mm. he was involved in a federal steroid scandal. Yeah. Where he fucking lied in court. That is said true. he didn't take steroids. Yeah. That's how good WWF's lawyers were. Mm. Even though he's still true fucking McMahon under the bus. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, Hogan is a yeah. fucking backstabbing, fucking yeah. spineless shit. I was saying this to a friend of mine in in today's current climate, right? When you think about the the history, the recent history of this, pa- Paula Dean had like a really successful cooking show. She said something racist. She got she got fired. Mm-hmm. Your man from Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty had monster ratings. He said something homophobic. He got fired. Mm-hmm. Your man Donald Sterling. He owned the Los An- the L.A. Clippers. Uh, a, fran- a franchise, you know, a, fran- a sports franchise that's worth way more money than the WWE total. Yeah. He said something racist, he got forced out. There is no comeback from this. Nor should there be, really. Yeah, I mean, Hogan, I mean, it's not like he said it in the, in, in the middle of his prime. Yeah. And, uh, he's at, But uh, he kind of... He's, he's, he's put a stain on his legacy. Yeah. You know, and uh, he... Look, he was already a piece of shit. This yeah. is just, you know, this is myth confirmed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's not. It's not like a. It's not like a, a Stevie Richards redacted level of. Yeah, yeah. Um, not like a, yeah. of uh, infamy. Yeah, he didn't. It's, he it's didn't up there. Uh, kill Linda and uh, yeah and Brooke, <laughs> and then put like copies of the secret next to their bodies or something. But um, no, and Hogan would be copies of the program from WrestleMania three. <laughs> <laughs> Just him and him and Andre going staring at each other. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, so Hogan's done. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about the Hulkster. Yeah. Um, Much. No, no, no. I mean, it's almost thematic with yeah. the barbarians. But uh, yeah, because we're talking about the barbarians. <laughs> Before we get into the the meat, all right, into the big oiled up mostly meat of this picture, yeah, right, we got to talk about the players. Mm. Now, the directors who we'll talk about first, here, yeah, all right. Now, this film is directed by Ruggiero Deodato. Yeah, right. The man is an infamous filmmaker, mm. and a kind of a personal one for me because uh, myself and good brother, who's cutting this show, mm. no doubt, probably you know, finding creative ways to put the music of a certain law enforcement wrestler, <laughs> on, you know, on the, the, the show, all right, but, um, as we speak, mm. but, um, me and him, uh, years ago when we were in school, uh, we were kind of obsessed with Hamilton movies. Yeah. And mainly, like, all the video nasties. Mm. I loved the video nasty list. Like, Driller Killer. Yeah, like, like when Mary Whitehouse and all her fucking, you know, chapped asshole friends got together to write up the video nasties list mm. what they did was give me and guys like him and all of my friends basically and me too and yourself as well alright they want to mm. speak for you but uh give us a shopping list of films to check out oh yeah because the, the majority of them you mightn't have heard of yeah you know and uh Cannibal Holocaust was at the top underlined verboten mm. alright and uh this was obviously directed by Diodato in 1980 yeah uh, well released in 1980 and um Cannibal Holocaust is like of the cannibal exploitation kind of grindhouse film. Mm. It's one of the 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 biggest and baddest of them all. Oh yeah, it was one of the most exploitative exploitation movies ever. It's really. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of racist as yeah. all those. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, the the Mondo movies were mm. as they were. I mean, Mondo means world. Yeah, but I think it. 
the, there's something to do with um, Mondo Cannibal kind of got yeah. together. Like, and um, cause I guess it was Last Cannibal World is Ultimo Mondo Cannibal. Yeah. So I think that just in the West, it kind of got, um, you know, a bit mixed up mm. with the word, but like we all, Mondo and Cannibal movies in general, uh, mm. started, of course, with Deep River Savages from Roberto Lindsay when I direct Cannibal Ferox. Yeah. And Cannibal Ferox, I think, is the coolest time. True, you know? true. But uh, Cannibal Holocaust is, as a pretty racist, it features, the uncut version at least, features several live animal executions yeah. performed just for the sh- shits and giggles. Yeah. For, you know, um, it's really violent. Mm. It's fucking repugnant at times with what it shows on the screen. Oh, gotcha. I mean, the scene, uh, the birthing scene that they have in it yeah. is fucking... However, despite all that, and you know what, it, it's, I, I can't recommend the uncut version to anyone. Yeah. However, it's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Like, Cannibal Holocaust is outstanding. It's... I mean, first of all, it kind of invented the, uh, the film footage. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, um, if there, if there wasn't a Cannibal Holocaust, there wouldn't be a Blair Witch. There'd be no last broadcast. There wouldn't even need like Paranormal Activity movies. Or Cloverfield. Or Cloverfield. Or boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. That's like yeah. you know. But not not only that, and this is this is one that he rarely gets any credit for. About four years before he made Cannibal Holocaust, he made he made uh, a cop movie, which, for my money, has the coolest name of any film ever fucking made. Live like a cop, die like a man. <laughs> right? And if you watch this film, all of the... A good chunk of the tropes of, like, the, the, the buddy cop action movie yeah. are in place. Like, ten years before Shane Black put pen to paper to, re- to write Lethal Weapon. You know, about twelve years before 48 Hours. Yeah. You know, it, it was one of those movies. And as well as that, it's a fucking boss movie. Well, the thing about Diodato is, like... He was kind of like the Neil Blomkamp of his day, you know? Yeah. Like, this guy who made weird fucking movies mm. that said weird things about weird shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, like, were very visually distinctive. And, like, Cannibal Holocaust um, is... Like, it's an important film in weird ways. I would recommend, if you're serious about film studies and, like, just film history and just mm. all that, like... I mean, I'm not saying go out and watch Rats Night of Terror. No, right? God, no. Uh, but I bought Rats Night of Terror on DVD because I had a trailer for Cannibal Holocaust on it. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see. Because, yeah. like, Cannibal Holocaust is, I mean, because of the violence, but because it's so, it is really effective film as well. Like, Cannibal Ferox is a good cannibal movie, but it's not a great movie. Mm. Cannibal Holocaust grabs you by the fucking soul and just tears it right out of your chest and leaves you you know like there's it's it's one of the most vicious cinematic experiences ever like yeah and if it was if it if that kind of film came out today from a different director under different times Mm. I think it'd be a lot more acclaimed than it was I mean today it did never get away with the animal cruelty I think I I think it it does have the the exploitation uh, 
the exploitation prejudice, shall we say. Oh, yeah, there's, you know? it's of its time. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make movies like that anymore. Oh, yeah. But because, but because it's like an Italian, you know, an Italian-made exploitation movie. With porn actors with in it. With porn actors in it. You know, were, were this made by someone like, say, uh, Roger Corman, this would have, this would have more, more people would, would... Corman wouldn't Trumpet. have made a film like that though. Like it's so oh, yeah. vicious. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it's almost like, like another film of its type would be Sallow. You know. Yeah. And Sallow has like a BFI edition and all the rest because yeah. it's taken seriously. You mm. know. But like, unfortunately for Diodato, he, he kind of he ruined his own reputation by including scenes of animal cruelty. Yeah. They, and I'm not defending those. Yeah, he was he was asked about that, and um, he what what he said in his defence was he grew up in uh, the Italian countryside, and when he was a boy, the meat you ate was from animals that you yourself killed. Oh yeah. So yeah, it wasn't it was for him it was never an issue. It was just a fact of life. It was a thing you do. But still, though, like the, the you don't you you he chose chose to put the camera. Mm. In, pointed at what was going on so, oh yeah you know you can't excuse it but anyway I, I think Diodato is an interesting filmmaker uh, he also made some absolute shite uh, oh god yeah uh, House on the Edge of the Park which I was fortunate enough along with Good Brother mm. uh, to see in its uncut form for a BBFC censorship study a couple of years ago yeah and Jesus Christ, that film is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, basically a rip-off of Last House on the Left starring the main star from Last House on the yeah, Left. Yeah, made, with about, made with a, about a tenth of the budget. It's got one of the worst, most ill-conceived twists I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to spoil it on you. I know the one you're talking it about, just, yeah. It just, like... A, a child wouldn't even write it. Mm. But, uh... You know, it's it is really bad. But, oh um, fuck yeah! Uh, and he also made. We're talking about bad Diodato movies. He also made the Barbarians. Yes. And, uh, but we'll get into the meat of that in a second. Mm. Uh, the Barbarian Brothers. I understand. Uh, like I, I have to imagine that Canon and Menachem and Yoram mm. and Diodato came together. Yeah. Saw that Conan the Barbarian was a hit. Yeah. All right, which it was. Mm-hmm. Right? And. Um, Decided. Well, look, we got two guys who look like Conan the Barbarian here. Yeah, they're called the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> yeah, we can get a film out of this. Yeah, they, this is this is pure Menachem being an absolute carny. It's like they've got one massive barbarian. We'll have two. two. Yeah, you know, and it will now the uh, the Barbarian Brothers, uh, otherwise known as the Paul Brothers, uh, David and Peter. Yeah. Um, are two interesting dudes. They in the early eighties, they were like Gold's Gym gym rats. You know, they were guys who who used to like clang and bang with Arnie back in the day. <laughs> clanging and banging. Yeah, they clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. Now I've I've started following the Rock on Twitter, so I get that a oh, lot. Oh God, well, you're not planning <laughs> on killing yourself. Are no, you? no, but um. You know, if I ever need a reason, I now now I'll have it. Lemons, <laughs> team, bring it. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> 
fucking uh, clanging and banging hashtag here's some fucking tripe that I've fucking regurgitated from BuzzFeed yeah pretty much hashtag positivity hashtag I'm gonna die hashtag <laughs> hashtag a 50 year old man shouldn't look the way I look hashtag I used to be really fucking cool <laughs> yeah do you believe that <laughs> yeah <laughs> hashtag season 2 of the wake up call is coming yeah. hashtag no more credibility yeah <laughs> but, um, one two three wake up die I want to die I want to yeah. kill myself on the rock but um, anyways <laughs> whether they came up with the name themselves or someone gave them the name they came up with the name the, the Barbarian Brothers I'm pretty sure they built their bodies oh. to be Arnie knockoffs so oh. they could call themselves the Barbarian no Brothers no doubt no doubt but um they they made they made a few movies together, um, but it they none of them were like big hits, and you know having near identical twins who are built like brick shit houses that's a gimmick that doesn't last very long. Yeah, you gotta come up with a name. Absolutely. And, you know. I um, mean, no, the thing is, this is obviously from the eighties. This mm. is at the beginning of their twin film cycle. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, I just want to talk to you a qu- quick second. Okay. Uh, about um, eighties fantasy movies. Yeah. Right, this is obviously in the 80s fantasy cycle in many respects begins with Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. You know, released in 1980. Um one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. Like it's it's fucking crazy. Like yeah. that movie is so violent and like the opposite of what like fantasy would become. Yeah. But like when you go back and watch Conan the Barbarian they don't fuck around. Yes, it's got magic and all the rest of it. Yeah. But really, the most dangerous thing in that movie is a man with a sword. Yeah. And like... The- and um, a bad motherfucker. And when you watch it back, you know, you, you don't get the, the irony stereotype that he was dumb as a box of rocks. Conan was a smart character. Yeah, oh yeah. He was very contemplative. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of philosophy and kind of mythology woven into Conan the Barbarian. And mm. I don't I, know if you've ever read any of the books, but no, you, no. Uh, Conan was a hyper intelligent guy. But like the thing with um, with Conan the Barbarian, like, the movie, like John Milius basically created a kind of war philosophy film. Yeah, and doesn't get credit for it. Uh, the score by Basil Polidorus is amazing. Yes, you know it's it's so violent and gritty, and everything that happens in it. Yes, there's giant snake man and all the rest, yeah. right? But like the most dangerous battles mm. like isn't Conan versus a giant snake it's when those two muscle dudes come after Conan yeah. and he's there going I can't fucking beat these guys <laughs> yeah. you know and it's uh, what's her name um, Sandal Bergman she's great in it as mm. uh, Valera I believe her name is yeah. and then uh, there's that guy Subutai yeah. you know, the archer I forget and him. Thief I- yeah. Jerry Lopez is his real name. Yeah, he was like a world champion surfer, surfer or yeah. something like that. Like, I absolutely adore Conan the Barbarian. And it had a badass ending. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't, you can't deny that. No spoilers, but fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, no spoiler. Actually, you know what? If if we're spoiling this movie on you, fuck you. You should have seen Conan the Barbarian if you're by now. Though, if you're a youngin, get <laughs> yeah. out there and watch Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, if you're a youngin. Now, if, you're, uh, if you're our age and you haven't seen it... What the hell's wrong with you? I assume when you're coming out of a coma. Yeah. But, uh, like, the thing is, like, Conan the Barbarian starts it off, right? Mm. But then we have, like, there's kids' fantasy movies, like, fucking Never End Story, which yeah. is a favourite of mine. Mm. Nuts movie. Uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Krull. 
<laughs> I fucking love Krull. Really? Yeah, one of my favourite okay, 80s we'll, fantasy we'll, movies. We'll argue that point later. But uh, Krull, what else was there? Um, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Willow. Willow. Fucking um, tons and tons of these movies. Yeah. It was a hot fantasy. Fantasy was just a hot genre back then. Yeah. I remember as a kid, kind of, when I'm about 10, which is about 95, like, mm. you know, um, kind of decrying the lack of fantasy movies. Yeah. I remember saying to my mom, I was just like, where are all the f- movies about fucking fantasy gone? Like, you know, yeah. she's like, I don't care. You know? but <laughs> eat your fucking vegetables. Eat your dinner, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but, um, like, I even, like, the sad thing is, I didn't come to this movie when I was a child. Because I would have enjoyed it as a child. Yeah. Because I enjoyed both Wizards of the Lost Kingdom and Wizard of Lo- Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2 as a kid. Oh, God. Who, which are both notoriously shit. Yeah. Uh, Red Sonja was a favourite film of mine when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, God. And one of my all time favourite childhood movies yeah Conan the Destroyer for a horrible second there I thought you were going to say Zardoz and I might have to hit you I don't think any child would enjoy Zardoz <laughs> yeah oh I've left one out there you just reminded me Go on. one of the best fantasy movies ever made came in quick order after Conan the Barbarian 1981's Excalibur directed by John Borman yes that's a fucking tremendous Excalibur film. is one of my favourite films it's mm. fucking awesome awesome like I'm not even going to say anything about Excalibur I'm just saying you have to go see it yeah like it's fucking so cool mm. but um anyway we're just to let just to let everyone out there know the yeah. reason I wanted to talk about yeah fantasy movies is to say we're fans yeah you know and we're and that's before we even that's before we even mentioned the big the big fantasy hits of the modern era oh yeah fantasy is going yeah. string, string, from strength to strength yeah. Lord of the Rings fucking Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones exactly uh, you know it's, it's all going well uh, the reason I, I bring that up is I don't want the audience out there who listen to us thinking that um, we're shitting on this film mm. just because it's a fantasy movie we're shitting on this film because it's fucking terrible <laughs> yes but, uh, we'll, we'll get into the meat of it now in a second mm. but uh, I watched this film I'm sure you did as well on YouTube yeah because uh, nobody cares about this film anymore <laughs> no. and it's on YouTube and why would anyone go chase down the hopper oh yeah yeah um, but um, you know obviously the I mean our comments on this film mm. can't compare to those comments that come from the truly great repository of human intellect known as the YouTube comment section <laughs> and um you know the uh, checking through um, the the comment section here for uh, for the barbarians, I came across uh, a comment by YouTube user uh, Daniel Regoza, mm. and you know he Daniel says, "I would like to share this quick story." Nineteen eighty seven, I was seventeen. Recorded this movie with my first love lying on the padded floor with blankets at her house while her mom and dad were gone for the weekend. As soon as the buff twins appeared in the scene all grown up, she got way hot and horny and well. Needless to say, we didn't get to finish watching the movie all the way. I like this movie for the fond memories that is forever burned in my mind. Sadly, we broke up a year later in 1988. In case you forgot, it was 1987 when he originally said it. <laughs> she was the finest I ever had. <laughs> Actually, I, I feel I feel jealous of that guy because he didn't watch the end of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bartoman 2 says mm. this movie is awesome and King Brett replied what fucking movie 
Vegeta six 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 SSJ wrote the opening song was written by God. <laughs> close, close, but no. <laughs> All right, and Vic Mackey mm. uh, says. Okay, the fact that none of you have said this, I will. The asshole wearing the horn was in the Weird Science and the original Beastmaster. <laughs> true insight, yeah, from a true man. For you know, he's a he's a true student of cinema. Him that and, guy, him and Mark Kermode uh, probably <laughs> get together every year for a yeah a critics conference. And like, you know, know, Leonard Malton just si- sits down with this dude and gets some background for any movie he does. I think indeed. And uh, <laughs> now, following on from that, I guess we're going to throw our fucking two yeah. cents in. It's pretty rich of us fucking shitting on uh, <laughs> yeah, these people yeah. on YouTube as we get ready to jump into the barbarians. Yeah, uh, co- yeah. considering. Some some of the horrible shit we've said on this podcast however I fucking love those comments and yeah. I, fi- I figured <laughs> they needed to be shared yeah but um, anyway yeah we should probably I mean this has been a long old preamble like, it really you know, has but um, hey look it needs must needs right? must because let's face it I'm not going to have a whole lot to say about this movie yeah anyway anyway let's, uh, let's I don't get know on this. hit the fucking music or something let's get into the barbarians mm. We have a nice little run through, um, run through the the history uh, or the the content of this film, Mm. uh, the films we discussed here on the Canon Canon. Yeah, and um, I the Barbarians, the name comes up, the titles come up. Mad Max visuals is what I saw. Yeah, it was just like wasteland, Mm. and um, there's uh, like this kind of synth. Yeah, I. I have written here, we start off with a shot of a barren wasteland set to a kick-ass soundtrack. Pretty pretty yeah. good music. The synth is, uh, is pretty good. Mm. Um, the the titles, though, spiked me up. Yeah. Right? Because I saw Michael Berryman's name, mm. right? who uh, the last co- YouTube commentator was alluding to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michael Berryman's in this movie. And I actually met Michael Berryman once. Uh, I met him at a Comic-Con in, or a, some kind of con yeah. in... 2005 I believe mm. and uh, he I just wanted to put it out there Michael Berryman is fucking super cool dude yeah. and I actually talked to him about <laughs> Regera Diodato movies really and he, I was because I was there going man I know you've worked on Hills of Ice and all the rest mm. like, I was like what was it like to work on Diodato 
Yeah. And he just, for like 10 minutes, he shot the shit with me about Diodato movies. Does, does any good stories about working with Diodato? I can't remember too much about it, I'll be honest with you. Like, he was just saying, like, he kept on saying, like, oh man, the catering was amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he always said, he's like, he just looked after his cast, like, yeah. you know? He said, like, it's always sweaty and grimy and stinky. Mm. He said, like, but the thing they never tell you about these movies is yeah. they fucking paid you. It's true. And the fucking catering was great. And, like, he's just the absolute sweetheart of a man. Mm. and uh, he's he's just I loved seeing his name in the credits yeah. you know and of course Hills of Ice if you've never seen the original Hills of Ice you mm. need to go see it that film is so yeah. great plus he was fantastic in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest which is was he in that? yeah which is a fucking favourite of mine I've only seen clips of One Flew Over the really? Cuckoo's Nest yeah I mean, oh check it out man oh look um, I, I enjoyed this mm. scene I remember at the time uh riffing on the scenes I'd seen yeah. uh, saying you know, you know they're all screaming about getting their cake or whatever yeah. as they're going this, this is like being on an internet forum for pro wrestling <laughs> but uh, you know uh, anyway to get the, the film uh, yeah. large it starts out with there's a kind of a fucking there's a lengthy voiceover mm. uh, explaining that there used to be a powerful kingdom yeah. and then the people who rule the kingdom gave up all their gold so they could become circus performers. Yeah, which makes all the sense in the world. It does. You've lived in Galway. You've seen plenty of fucking rich kids squander their fucking parents' wealth <laughs> yeah. so they can become jugglers on shop street. Oh, I've, I've seen them do it. I've just never seen it be, you know, make any logical sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just that they do. They, they give up yeah. all their riches so they can go around doing fucking juggling. And <laughs> Yeah, the, the Ragnick tribe. The Ragnick, yeah, which sounds... Fairly close to a pejorative term to describe a certain transient p- uh, people in Ireland. Oh, but uh, that's as far as I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's let's move on. I'm from just that saying one. there was a joke to be made there. Yeah. But I'm taking the high road. Absolutely. Right. You know we we we've decided for this podcast if we do abuse anyone, it will be in a way that most of our listeners won't be able to understand. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like the thing is, I just had to acknowledge that the joke was there. Yeah, and that I wasn't going to make. Absolutely. Right? Sometimes you got to take the high ground with yeah. this stuff. And, uh, well, there's a couple of, like, they, they get attacked by raiders fairly early on. Yeah. Uh, they're driving along. We get told that they're nice people, basically. Yeah, they uh, they they were given um, free free passage through all the tribal lands. Yeah. You know, they, they bring, like, laughter and dance and happiness wherever they go. And probably their, you know, meat yeah. hookups as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, pro- and probably two or three strains of hepatitis. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, they're DTF-25-8. D- absolutely. But, uh, well, there's a couple of things. Like, the raiders attacked them out of nowhere mm. for reasons. Uh, yeah. What raiders do, we've all played followers. Yeah. Right? And um, so basically, the Mad Max... Uh, car chase is reenacted yeah. here. Yeah, it's somewhere between it's somewhere between uh, Mad Max and Stagecoach. Yeah, and it doesn't really touch either. You know. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, there's a lot of fucking serious stunt work. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's only one problem I have with it, and mm. that is it's the same problem with other Diodato movies and with Conan the Barbarian itself is yeah. that they're doing horse falls in this movie. Yeah, and those are kind of illegal. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, the reason being is mm. that you really hurt the horse oh, and yeah. a lot of horses get killed on sets yeah, uh, because, because of, of broken legs and yeah, things and like that. Yeah, they just fucking kill them. Yeah, um, and there there was one fantastic stunt in this that is just purely out pure out of stagecoach. Uh one of the guys on top of the on top of like the main wagon of the Ragnick tribe 
uh, one of the raiders comes, sneaks up by the side of him, just whacks him on the side of the head. Yeah. And he takes like a front bump. Yeah. And he grabs on to the like either of the two horses, and he just sort of hanging there. Yeah. And they, you know, and he's on camera for about another twenty seconds, just hanging on to these two horses, open palm for dear fucking life. Yeah. And I was like, that's a badass stunt, sir. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's a lot of like real stunt work yeah. going on here like you know mm. people are really falling off these horses and really getting into physical yeah. trouble um, and it's a pretty good action sequence I yeah. have to give it up like you know uh, I am a big fan of axes to the head there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of this like you know yeah. and um, there's a lot of that going on like, cinema- I know I prefer the sword wait I like the axe yeah oh. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. But a uh, big fan of the old axe to the head, mainly because of golden axe and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you know. But um, anyway, the the raiders get the better of yeah. the people. Now, there's one thing I have to point out here. Okay, mm. is that as the the queen is riding the front coach, mm. and I'm not kidding, she's got the biggest spread on her I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. She's just sitting there, basically yeah. Playboy, fuck, not even Playboy, Penthouse, uh, fucking full on like. Uh, all right, uh, la- uh, gentlemen and ladies listening to this podcast, you know, uh, lads, you know when you get home from a hard day's work and you just plant down on the couch with the beer and stick your hand in yeah, your jocks and that, <laughs> your that's the general, the you know, women you've seen you've seen guys do this. The, that's the general. That's the general parking position she has. Yeah, oh yeah, she's just. It, like looks so relaxed <laughs> yeah. due to the big old spread on her. Yeah, you wouldn't and, uh, you wouldn't think she was being chased by a bunch of murderous raiders. No, and the weird thing is she's got like sparkly knickers on. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a wee wee wee. Yeah, you, you can't know? you can't not you can't not look at it. She's just got this big mirror crotch. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, your eye is drawn to it. Yeah. It's like a, a perspective drawing. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's not even out of like a thirteen year old's pervy fucking view of sexuality or anything. This no. is just like you can't look Matter at anything fact, else. Matter of fact, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Mm. But um, anyway, they get pulled over by the Raider cops. Yeah. And we see our villain. Yeah. Fucking Richard Lynch. Yes. A.K.A. Rostov. From our <laughs> favourite dick-shooting communist <laughs> is back, ladies and gentlemen. From Invasion USA. Yes. And good lord. Yeah. The look, he is wearing his full-on Ricardo Montalban <laughs> fucking from Rathacan yeah. cosplay mixed with David Bowie from Labyrinth. Yes, that is exactly what I, what I have here. Um, it, you know, somewhere in between the two of them, you know, and maybe, you know, the, the two of them got it on and, you know, Rutger Hauer gave someone a hand job in the middle of it and he was the fucking issue of this mucky union. It, <laughs> And there's a bit where he walks up to Canary. That's the Queen's name. Yeah. He walks up to Canary's, um, her stage coaches, mm. and he's got a sword. And he keeps on faking out that he's going to kill some of the women on, yeah. on the on the stagecoach. Mm. And he's laughing, and then he's like, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I, just wrote, I just wrote down, mind games. <laughs> mind games. He's not exactly yeah. fucking Max Cady, is he? I, you I, know, it's not, it's... Yeah, it's, I, I've written here, Richard Lynch knew he was going to be in a movie with Michael Berryman, yeah. so he thought, I'm going to outgurn this fucker. <laughs> I... 
don't have this written but yeah. I should imagine Richard Lynch turned up to the set took one look at the place and went why should I even fucking bother <laughs> yeah but most likely the the ruby that the queen uh, gave to her underling mm. to get rid of yeah um, Richard Lynch is looking for this mm. um, apparently it's magical yeah, according to the narration at the start, the the king of olden times, he gave all of his money and gold and what have you uh, in exchange for this one enchanted ruby. Yeah. That was like the personification of all the fun and laughter and good times in yeah, the when world. Yeah, when you staple it to the roof, Ebenezer yeah. Good comes on and the light show starts. <laughs> he's good, he's good. Oh, he's good. You know, the, the shaman of the tribe is literally the shaman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hate the shaman. Just saying. Like, oh, know. I. there was a time in my life, there was a time in my life when I loved them, but... No, nah, he's just like that guy, the lead singer guy. Yeah. He's just such a dick every time he appeared on TV. Oh, yeah. He was always on fucking Games Master making single entendre jokes about ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right, well, all right, Dominic, we'll go down to the club later on, take yeah. some ecstasy, wink, wink. <laughs> well, yeah. when you think about it, the chorus of this, of like their big hit was, Ezer good, yeah. Ezer good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Ebenezer good. That, w- that was it. Ease are good. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> if you had been... Th- like, if you really cared, he would have called Ebenezer great. Yes. But instead, he was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> fucking naughty, naughty, very naughty. Yeah. But uh, anyway, fucking... The... Rostov brings Canary back to his place. Yeah. Along with the little baby twins. Yeah. Who were... Uh, uh, they, they tried kidnapping a young girl from the tribe called Kara, but she yeah. got away. She More scampered. on that later. And uh, they they bring uh, fucking good brother A and good brother B back, uh, yeah. and he they bite off one of fucking uh, two of Rostov's fingers, yeah, which doesn't fucking set him back. He, his disability, yeah. you know, he still manages to be an overlord, yeah. And um, you got to admire that. Uh, they bring him in, and he's got like this kind of like weird fucking dais that he needs like slaves to hold up on his shoulders, <laughs> yeah, but. I have to point out that the sets are so fucking cheap. Yeah. I half expect the people to start fucking for real in front of the camera. Yeah. It's the, it's porno level. Yeah, the the we haven't seen sets this bad since Puss in Boots on but this podcast. At least in Puss in Boots they actually had some old houses that they were shooting in. Yeah. You know? Like this is just like uh, throw a bunch of sand in the corner yeah you who, know? who cares and I have to like they they put the two boys on the wheel of pain essentially <laughs> yeah from Conan the Barbarian same fucking thing they put them to work in the pain mines yeah and um I, I, around this point I, I don't have context for it but I just wrote an, an, uh, a note here about this that I do think holds up the editing is fucking terrible uh, it's so bad yeah, it's so bad. Like um, they they do they show scenes of these young of them as young boys working in the pain mines. Yeah, and um, farming. Yeah, we're pain. Um, we're, and the there's uh, there's bits in it where like the one of them he's trying to you know he's he's given a bit of water to one of the other slaves who's yeah. fallen who's fallen down, and he gets whipped. 
but it's edited so badly that you can see the you can see the whip just being like dragged along his skin ever so gently. Yeah, and I was like, oh come on, lads. You know, just show just show us like a close up of the guy doing the whipping, and you know, make a whip sound, and then do a reaction shot of him going ah. This is cinem- all you got to do. The cinematic equivalent of. Um Bobo Brazil uh, and the Sheik blading on television. Yeah, pretty much. Blading in front of the cameras. You know, this is breaking kayfabe in the worst possible way. Oh, there's worse way later on in the film, and, oh. I'll, and I'll bring mention to it. Yeah, later okay. Later. Now they they they're both raised to hate. One is raised to hate a man in a bronze helmet. Yeah. And one is raised to hate a man in a black helmet. Yeah. Because. Richard Lynch, uh, mm. Rostov, earlier on in the film, and I will not make mention of his actual name because I didn't bother to learn it. I have it here, if you if you'd I, like. It's Rostov. It's it's Rostov as far as I'm concerned. Right. We're, we're channeling a far better film. Rostov, I would like to watch Invasion <laughs> USA again, actually. Yeah, same here. But um, Rostov, um, he basically... He... So it says he won't kill the two boys. Yeah. As a favor to Canary, if yeah. she'll basically be, be be his, you know, be his ha- be in his harem. Yeah. So if he goes okay, but then Richard Lynch's uh, Rostov's <laughs> um, his sorcerer's goes. These two fuckers are bad news. Mm. So you need to get them dead as soon as possible. Yeah. And he went. I said I wouldn't kill him, and I said none of my men would kill him. Mm. So then they go. All right, how about we machine it so they kill themselves? Yeah, they could have done it there and then. Yeah, like that would have been easy enough. Like if you had a, if you had a waited a year, yeah, could have got them to kill each Our, other. You know, just do the Joker thing from Dark Knight. You know, snap a pool cue in two, drop yeah. it in front of, the, drop it in front of them. <laughs> or you could have just like you said, none of my men will kill them. Yeah, they also won't feed them. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. In fact, their their own and their own digestive system will kill them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, either job that, done. Either that, or you just go. We won't kill them. We'll just put them in the in the jail cell with old plaguey Pete. Because <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's definitely a lot of plague victims to have. Oh, there has to be. You know, in medieval times, you mm. were never far away from a plaguey. Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> plaguey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never not... heard that one before. Look, man, no one has the plague anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I suppose. Make jokes about the plague. I'm not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. I think I think you'll find. That there are a lot of people on the internet, you know, looking for equal rights for plague victims, and you're just you, you're just seven, you're just marginalising their struggle. That's all you're doing, you know. You know, seventeenth <laughs> century privilege or whatever it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had I had it because my ancestors lived in Ireland. <laughs> we didn't really get affected by the plague. But um, anyway, mm. uh, they they grow up. Um, they hate the, the helmets yeah and then they're both jacked as fuck yeah and uh, they have become barbarians yeah and um they both look like Conan the Barbarian yeah uh, Conan the Barbarian mixed with the sax guy from Lost Boys that's the best way to describe <laughs> yeah. them like, yeah um, that's a good description actually and um what was it the two boys fight each other one's wearing the black helmet yeah. one's wearing the bronze helmet yeah the you know it's a beyond thunder corridor yeah because um this is 
one of the shittest sets. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, if you if you're doing like if you're doing gladiatorial combat, this actually this scene actually reminds me a bit of the end of Kill List. <laughs> you know the hunchback and the, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe maybe Ben Wheatley was watching this movie and was like, like oh, God. I'm on to, yeah, I'm on to your Regero. I know what you're up to. Are you sitting there going, Regero Diodato, you son of a bitch? <laughs> but uh, no, it, like you 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 remember Beyond Thunderdome? I'm I'm sure. Oh, I love Beyond you know, Thunderdome. It was like a big, massive dome made made of like interlocking bars and stuff. Uh-huh. In this one, it's like. A corridor, yeah, made with like two bamboo walls. It was like the Punjabi prison match. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of was, and it just looked so shit. Yeah, and I remember thinking, you, th- this one was made for like about four million dollars, which at the time was a cra- was a big amount of money for it a movie. Not show. It doesn't show at all. You have to wonder who the fuck was skimming off this. Because it looks like it was made off of IOUs, hand jobs, and broken dreams. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was so fucking run down and shabby, fucking looking. And um, the oh the the fight the fight scene coming up now. This this fucking bit of stupidity. There's a problem with the two yeah. boys that I realized when What's I watched them fight. They're both so jacked and huge. Yeah. Right. And that you can't get a stuntman to fight for them. Yeah. So you're left to them to have to do it. Yeah. And they look like a couple of puppets. Yeah. Like poorly articulated pound shop puppets. Yeah. Fighting over a fucking sandwich or something. Yeah. And and the again the editing does them no favors. No. Because in in today in today's world, if you were to do that, like they did in Blade Two and things like that, with that big that big monster dude if you're gonna have a big man that you can't use a stunt double for and he doesn't know how to fight it's jump cut jump cut jump cut uh-huh. jump cut you know smoke and mirrors this shit yeah they they leave you know there are like long cuts on this where you can see both of these guys not being able to work a sword yeah. not being able to throw a proper punch not being able to grab a hold you know <laughs> not being able to like swing a back elbow any of the basics of the basics of movie fighting, these guys can't do. I mean, they can't even walk properly because of yeah. all their muscles. Like, yeah, pretty much. Know, so, and it was already bad, but one of them, uh, you know, they start swinging the swords at each other, and each one has got horns on it. Yeah, and they both take like a horn off the other dude's helmet, and one of them takes off his helmet, and this is where we get one of the most <laughs> fucking lines, you know, where your man just screams at the other guy. What are you doing with my face? First off, they're not identical twins. No. Second off, how fucking... Even if they were, you'd have to be fucking... To not understand the concept of identical twins. To not know that that's a thing. (laughs) Well, the thing with... um, I don't know how you'd know... Mm-hmm. That it's your twin brother, yeah. Because again, I said this to you uh, off out, out of the studio, so to speak. Yeah. Um, they mirrors didn't seem to be part of facilities in the slave pits. I don't know. They they both had lovely hair. Yeah, so. but like you know, like they wouldn't know what they look like. <laughs> True. Something tells me. All right, they 
you know, once a week, they weren't marched through a salon <laughs> or sent to dancing school so they can get yeah. a good look at the pecs, like, you know. It's just, you wouldn't know what you look like. Yeah. You know? Uh, if anything, he, he would have been more accurate saying, what are you doing with my body? Yeah. Because they did have the exact same body. Yeah, and you can look down and see your own chest and your yeah. stomach and whatever Either else. that or you, you, the first thought would be, you know what? This guy might be my twin brother. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah. From when I was 10. Because it's not like these guys were separated when they were fucking infants. Like. Yeah. And, and, of course, uh, you know, as soon as they find out they're brothers, uh, apparently whoever it was who was mentally conditioning these guys to hate the other guy who was mm. wearing the helmet, apparently all that shit flew out the window yeah. instantaneously. Oh, yeah, as it would. Yeah. And uh, Canary starts shouting at them, lads, you're actually brothers, you yeah. know. And um, and of course, here's here's the second flaw of the set that they were in. Uh, this was, you know, the walls of this were made of, like, bamboo. Mm -hmm. And these are two 20-stone bodybuilders. Yeah. yeah. They, weigh like, they weigh a good, like, 280 pounds each. Big loads of concrete, the two it, of them. Exactly. And wh what you expect would happen, happens. One of them takes, like, a two- or three-step run-up, yeah. barges into this thing, the whole fucking thing goes flying, and they run free. Yeah. And as well as that, they drop their swords while escaping from a warlord's compound. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a smart plan. Well, they're not smart men. No, they are not smart men. We will get to this in a second. To they skip are, ahead, um, yeah. they make it back to the to the woods mm. and they find a girl in a cage and uh, then they find the old Ragnik tribe. Yeah. And the Ragnik tribe, because they are unhappy, mm. you know, uh, decide to hang all three of them. Yeah. And they try to hang the two boys, and of course the tree can't support them <laughs> yeah. uh, because they're too fucking heavy. Yeah, and um, the the Ragnik tribe these days is actually led by uh, uh, by what looks like Italian Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, uh, Italian Pee Wee Herman multiplied by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, there's a little, you know... Like, it, mechanical animals here are Marilyn Manson. Yeah. That's who he looks... Uh, With Paul Rubin's face. Yeah. Imagine that and cry. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who would be in a comedy film that has unnecessary sex scenes. Yeah. And that's the only, you know... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, they... They, they try to hang the two boys, and then they go, I sure we can't. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh, we're we we got the we got our juggalo tattoos just like you guys do. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're from your tribe." And they went, "Oh, okay." And then they're like, "Why don't we go get our queen back?" And they're like, "Ah, well, best not." Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then they go, "Ah, but what if we go get the weapons of ultimate yeah. destruction?" And lads, lads, you're forgetting we're fucking massive. Yeah. we can do this. So anyway, We've got this, lads. the girl goes, uh, "Kara." Yeah. She goes, "Right, look, I'll bring you guys to the palace, mm. and we'll go get you some weapons and all the rest." Right? Mm. But for, so first of all, they go to a, um, they go to a. They go. They go to this universe's version of Moss Eisley spaceport. Yeah, well, that's the, actually that's the thing. Yaron said, "I'll bring you to the book of the blood." Yeah, and immediately I went, "Jeez, she's going to bring them to Dawson's pub in Inniscorn." Because <laughs> uh, Dawson's pub back in my hometown, yeah. has a reputation. It is known as the book of the blood. <laughs> oh, sounds like a charming, charming spot. It's probably the only place they still fight with pikes. In Rexford, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's thought a, you thought you gave that up in the eighteenth century. 
Uh, just in case though. Just in case. You know, best left. You know, in case them fuckers from Cork get a bit get a bit fucking Well no, that's where the militia came from, man. <laughs> true, uh, true. You know, fucking they were on the other you know, they were on the other side. True, true. And um anyway, fucking uh <laughs> fucking Irish history aside there. Yeah. But uh, they go to the book of the blood and they wreck the fucking place. Yeah. Because they're having an arm wrestle match with someone for weapons or whatever. Mm. It doesn't really matter, right? Nothing in this film fucking matters. No, no, I, I want I want to talk about this, right? Um they they find this uh, arms dealer, a guy called Jacko. And um and he, you know, Jacko's like, well, I have all the weapons you could need if you have all the gold I need. And uh, they pull out a bag that has one gold coin in it. Yeah. And your man just starts laughing at them as you do. They're like, yeah. yo, yo, man. Yeah. You don't understand. That's a fucking limited edition solid gold pog right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. And these are going, what? <laughs> these no. are going, I got slammers, bitch. <laughs> They're playing yeah. pogs. No, Strength pogs. <laughs> What they actually do, uh, for 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 because of reasons, yeah. Jacko decides. I tell you what, lads, I'll arm wrestle one of you big, massive fuckers who's twice the size of me. Yeah, and if you win, I will give you the arms you want. If you if you lose, you'll give me the money and get nothing. And uh, throw in that throw in that Bjorn the bikini while you're at it. And uh, for the first time, for the first time in a long time of me bringing this up as a fucking point, someone actually addresses this in the film where your one just goes, "Hang on a second, I'm not their fucking property." Yeah. Now. And I actually felt really bad for this girl. Yeah. Not as a character, as a character, obviously. Yeah. But as a person, I was there going because the thing is, we haven't um, mm. described the two guys are fucking muscle bone idiots. Yeah. And you can tell this is their actual personality. Yeah. I was like, this poor girl had to act with these two fuckers for yeah, probably and, weeks. Um, she, and she actually has a bit of a pedigree as an actress since then. The actress's name is Eva LaRue. Uh, fans of shit television will know her as Natalia from CSI Miami. She also had uh, roles in uh, Lakeview Terrace, that Samuel L. Jackson movie. The racism one. Yeah, uh, Third Watch. And uh, she was, in, for about three or four years, she was in the U.S. soap All My Children. Mm. So she she's not a terrible actress. Like, she's she's got some chops. Yeah, she's a mid-carder. She's a mid-carder, but, you know, a mid-carder in this movie is a fucking main event. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, um, well, I'm sure she's got a poster of this yeah. movie up next to all of her other actors. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. The best way I can describe these guys is um you know that one guy you used to hang out with in school who thought he was funny yeah. but was actually about as funny as watching a child drown in a puddle yeah that yeah it's this right they, these guys they they do this shtick every now and again where it's not even shtick it's just sort of they have a mild disagreement about something yeah. and then they just start shouting at each other and, and that's and the shit. And making noises. And making noises. Oh, don't start. We'll get to the noises in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this dude, one of them, I, I don't know which one, because I can't, can't tell them apart. Yeah, can't tell them apart. Uh, his thing is he does, like, uh, he does an impression of a donkey braying. Yeah. And not, not even like a Godfather 3 one. It's just him going. Yeah, and it's uh, he sounds like such a prick. He sounds like a sand raider from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a million miles away. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's they yeah. they have a big fight in that bar. Yeah, right? 
And the thing that blew me away was like they're up on this raised platform at one point mm. and they're punching dudes and the dudes are flying off the thing, right? Yeah. And there's one extra stunt man, right? Who's waiting for a punch mm. that never comes. <laughs> yeah, the, I spotted but that. The two, <laughs> the two guys are running away. Yeah. So he just goes, ah, fuck it, I'll jump off. Yeah. <laughs> he just sells a punch that he never gets hit with. Yeah, he got punched by Claude Rains. Yeah. Know? And the, the dumb thing about this, they went there with one gold coin to get a shitload of armaments. Yeah. They lose the gold coin. They and get nothing. Get nothing. And then instead of going back in, it's like, hey, we still need some weapons. They just decide, right, we're on to the next plot point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it, it was, was padding. Yeah, what it, it was. was so fucking dumb. They go to the castle to try and break out, um, what's called break out your wand. Yeah. A canary. Well, when they got there, this was kind of a sexy scene because they had sex with all the sexy women in, <laughs> yeah. in the sex cages uh, afterwards. Yeah. But uh, like the, I, I noticed that they were particularly oily for this scene. Yeah. And I just wrote down the line, there's so much oil on these two guys, I'm surprised Bush didn't try to invade their bodies. And I decided I was going to, I, was, I wasn't going to have a go at the American Americans in this podcast you're just taking up my mantle now George Bush would have invented several reasons to uh, to attack these men well in fairness I think they may actually be a threat to our freedoms oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, he, you wouldn't want to misunderestimate uh, these yeah. two boys but um, they they get to the place uh, Canary tells them she's like go get weapons and go get the jewel yeah and then you can fight Rostov and Free me. Yeah, and she she's stuck in a cage, but yeah. there's all there's all these like there's all these girls and uh Kara told them on the way in that uh Rostov was so was so enamored with Canary these last few years yeah. that he hadn't touched any of the rest of his harem yeah. in years. And it was all and it was just like and the two boys just look at each other like, Yeah, we're going to stick our things in women. Yeah. <laughs> For They're once. Drunk and receded dicks. <laughs> yeah. And all the steroid abuse. Yeah, for once. Yeah. You know, because they're probably full of Bulgarian horse semen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, they, they arrive in and they get they get this, you know, vital mission to save this woman that, you know, raised them and stuff like that. But first, let's have a, let's have a taste of these manky hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. You know... The, these viewers just arrive out of nowhere. It's like let's fucking let's let's feed up these greased cauliflowers here. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. they're, they're going. You know yeah. what? I'm a sex slave. Yeah, and uh, I'm neither happy about it nor proud of it. Yeah, but god damn it, if yeah. I'm not, if I can't be uh, look, I'm a sex slave. Yeah. Job description. Yeah, right? but uh, if, yeah. I'm done. I've had enough slaving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last me a lifetime. Now a better riding if yeah. you don't mind. And like about three or four of them, you know, get, you know, just sort of swarm on each of these dudes yeah, and just sort yeah. of plant in on top of them. And uh, they've got the union regulation yeah. amount of sex in yeah. them with their slaving. Them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> what? And while while this is going on, one, you know, fucking donkey boy decides to let out his donkey howl again yeah yeah and 
I don't know about you. Again, I've said it before in this podcast. I'm not an expert on women, but all of the woman, women I know, yeah. if they copped off with the guy who started braying like a donkey midway through, yeah. it would dry up like the fucking Sahara. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit like there's a, a porn film I watched years ago. Yeah, uh, called The Midsummer's Night's Cream. <laughs> oh God! And it had a donkey man in it because it was based on. Oh yes, yes, based on. You mightn't be able to understand now what uh, Shakespeare play. Yeah. It was Midsummer's Night's Dream and there's a donkey man or a man with an ass head as yeah. it says in the play itself. Uh, what fools these mortals be. Yeah, uh, he comes in he's donkey man yeah. and Nina Hartley has sex with the donkey man and he brays as he's uh, going oh, at God it. Oh, God damn. And um, I remember, I actually, I saw it on Laid Bear. Uh, that's where I saw it and I bought a DVD of it and gave it to uh, the Liam, the guy who did the It's Time music. Yeah, I gave it to him as a birthday present, <laughs> and uh, it's it's shite. Yeah, but uh, you know, you do you do get to see Nina Hartley take it from a donkey. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you uh, know the only logical fucking closure point of her career. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fucking we were all thinking it. Poor old Nina. Yeah. You know? Hey, I love Nina. I reckon Nina would be a load of crack to hang out with. Oh, I, yeah. I genuinely mean that. But, but um, uh, no, the thing is, they they go like at this point in the film, my mind started to wander. Yeah. Right. I was getting bored as fuck at yeah. this point. Right. That that's probably why you why you started looking at the comments. I'm guessing. Yeah, and well, I I was thinking to myself halfway through, a lot of this just does do dudes posing and being dicks. Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder was this originally planned as a man of war biopic? <laughs> You know what I mean? Other bands play Man of War Kill. You know, it was a it was a thought I had. Like I was yeah. there going, it's because Man of War are shit. Yeah, and so is this film. You know, I don't I don't know if I ever told you about this. Um, but back a couple of years ago, a friend of mine, uh, Senan, was was staying with us, and. Um, we're the, we're living in kind of a flop house at the time, where yeah. like every available chair and couch or whatever, someone was sleeping in. We've all seen them yeah. in Galway. Yeah, we it, Galway's that kind of city. And, um, <laughs> we've all lived in yeah, one or we've two. We've all lived in one or two. I've lived in about four, I think. But um, the the only place that had any sort of room for him to lay down at night was underneath the kitchen table, right? Okay. I shit you not. <laughs> so we we now granted we got him like a bit of a foam mattress or something like that. But every Toiled rubbish around <laughs> for no, warmth. No. But like every night, every night while he was asleep, we would sneak in there and uh, sellotape a Manowar poster to the underside of the table. <laughs> so that would be the first thing he saw every morning. <laughs> <laughs> because, why did you have a Man of War poster because uh, I don't know how we got a hold of a Man of War poster but we just thought Senan would appreciate that because he's yeah. a f- <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that'll probably have to go that, probably that might be on the wrong side of, uh, of um, hashtag 90s but uh, that <laughs> I don't know, personally, I'm sitting here now and uh, we all like a joke about this yeah. kind of shit, but... Uh, good, good brother, that's a judgement call, alright? Yeah, um... <laughs> I'm erring on the side of caution there. <laughs> I'm amazed. I, I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you mentioned Manowar, it popped into me head. 
It's uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Where were we, anyways? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> for fuck's sake. That was dreadful. It really was. <laughs> All right. But um. But uh. Okay, they go to the the place to get the weapons. Yeah. They get the weapons. Yeah, and. They they get sent off on another mission to pad out the running time of this fucking atrocity a bit more. Yeah, a werewolf attacks them somehow. Yeah. They rip its arms off. Yeah. And then its head off. Mm. And I don't know. Anyway, they get the weapons. They have a bunch of comedy and yeah. uh, stuff going on where they're like, I, I, I would like this. I'd like the sword. I'd like the axe. Give me the sword. Give me the axe. We're, we're twin brothers. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, can... Yeah. Oh, we are always making jokes even though we've only known each other for two days, really. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> somehow... Uh, somehow we have the same sense of humour. Yeah, and and he, Somehow they're both equally yeah. cunts. And, and Cara, God love her, uh, the poor actress Eva LaRue, she has to she has to act like this is the funniest, most charming shit she's ever seen. Yeah, she's like, oh, you guys. Yeah, you fucking guys. You're really into, you can see her dying a little bit. <laughs> yeah. her eyes, like, she's, you know. probably, she's probably thinking, when is the check going to clear? Yeah. You I know, mean, ha- hang on, it's a, glo- it's a Golden Globus movie. Is the check going to clear? <laughs> but she's probably there going, at least no one's putting effort into this film so it'll be over quickly. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, uh, anyway, they get the weapons and they go to the, we'll skim this. Right? Yeah. Without going into any great detail. They go to the swamp yeah. to get the, the ruby. Yeah. And, um, they get attacked by, by a dick. Yeah, it, it's according to the script, it's a dragon. Yeah, it's a giant crustacean penis. Yeah, <laughs> that rises out of a the with, with what looks to be a happy puppy's face. Yeah, it rises out of a swamp. Now, earlier on in the um, movie, the evil sorcerer from earlier on mm. stole the gem. That the dragon was protecting. Yeah. And it ate her. Yeah. So the two barbarian boys kill the dragon mm. and climb inside of it. And unbeknownst to them, there's a disco on in there. Because <laughs> yeah. there's just like disco lights inside this dragon. <laughs> and uh, they find the gem and go, all right, well, I guess we can go back and uh, kill Rostov now. Mm. And uh, they do. They go and... Uh, oh yeah, Rostov killed Canary somewhere along the line. Yeah. She gave him a bit of acid or something and he killed her. Mm. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> they finally get together, the two boys, which is the big boss man, uh, mm. Rostov, and uh, they have a fight yeah. that is poorly coordinated. Yeah. And uh, they kill him. That, that being said, Rostov does get one good move in on these guys. Oh, he rides on his horse and slashes. Their yeah, and he just sort of leans back, you know, sort of uh, free saddle style, and yeah. just slashes the two of them across the stomach. Now, granted, you'd, you'd honestly need like a fucking meat cleaver to go through the amount of just useless flesh <laughs> these boys have. So, um, it's, you know, they, he barely gra- grazes the surface with the fucking fighting daggers he has got. Yeah, it's weird. Like, they make Cara the Queen yeah. uh, by sticking a yeah. white trash belly yeah. piercing now, jewel they, on her. This I, this I want to I wanna comment on, right? Uh, they build it up like only, you know, uh, Canary is dead now. 
and um, the queen of this tribe it's connected to this stone mm-hmm. you know you, like all of the virgin girls and the tribe they put it in their belly buttons it doesn't glow it falls yeah. out whatever and Kara um, you know it turns out was the Kara from the start of the movie yeah, yeah. who was a part of the tribe now let's review when we first see Kara, she has been captured and imprisoned by this same tribe, right? Uh-huh. Now, if you were... Now, say, for the sake of argument, you were in... You know, you know, that, tri- you know that group of, of, uh, of like Jewish refugees who hung out... You know, who hid out in the Polish forests in World War II? Yeah. You know, they made that movie Defiance about them. Mm-hmm. Say, you had been captured by those people, right? And... Your name and your name was actually Solomon Bronkowitz. Yeah. You think you'd fucking mention that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you would mention? Uh, no, I'm actually part of your tribe as well. So yeah. you can let me out of this fucking thing that you were going to rot, lead me to rot in. And uh, by the way, the whole trying to hang me thing earlier. Fuck you all for that. It'd be like if you were <laughs> captured by the the IRA. Yeah. And you went, no, lads, I'm actually a Catholic. Yeah. I support uh, institutionalized child abuse. Yes. And I have a deep belief in stupid blood magic and gold worship. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, You know, that, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do at that point. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. <laughs> All right, not the IRA. All right, you guys do whatever he's like. All right, love you, love uh, you. Uh, no, but you know what I'm talking about—the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, please don't kill us. Please uh, don't kill us. People from Northern Ireland. I like my kneecaps. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, fucking. Anyway, I wrote down here they killed Rostov. Yeah. Uh, Cars the Queen. Good. It's over. Nothing happened. I hate this film. Yeah. And they finish it off with them riding along on one of the fucking thing the on planes. one of the wagons, and the two boys have the whip and the reins, and they do the same shitty fucking shtick that they did earlier, and that's how they end the movie. It's fucking. Dreadful. Yeah, we've covered some of the some of the better movies that Canon has done. Yeah, right? I mean, like Invasion USA, Death Wish, uh, Breakin, Last American Virgin. These are all good movies. This is the fucking dark side of Canon movies. It's cheap. It's derivative. It's hot trizash. It the problem with it is it was after the fall. Essentially, it was after like they made the big budget movies like Life Force, Masters mm. of the Universe, yeah. and stuff like that. So they were obviously on the downslide, mm. uh, heading towards the fucking you know, oblivion. Heading towards the Lambada <laughs> oh, dark God. matter explosion. You know. Oh fuck, Lambada! Yeah, we have to we have to do that, don't we? And the Forbidden Dance and, is Lambada. Yeah. And Alien, Alien from LA is in is in Rockula. Oh God! You know all the rest, but like this is not a shining example of what Canon could do. Yeah, um, it's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and. I hope that uh, people who listen to this podcast, mm. like they've listened to us talk about breaking and movies like that, and I'll forgive a film. Yeah, right. Breaking's got some shite in it. Oh yeah, but it's so it's end product so much fun that I can forgive a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I, I pride myself in the, in my ability personally mm. as a viewer to um, find good in things sometimes. Yeah, you know, like. 
Yeah, I think that's that's what I like to do. I like to look at the bright side. Yeah, and it's very rarely that I'll absolutely hate a film, mm. and I fucking hated this movie. Yeah, th- this was this was a film that was I not covering it for this podcast. I would have stopped tape halfway through yeah. and just gone for a walk or something just to forget what I had already seen. Same so level I could of, fucking I could go on with my life. Same it, level of quality as Bolero. Yeah. Um it's that this is Yeah, Bolero just for the just for the pederasty is still the worst one we've seen. Yeah. But Oh my god! This is a fu- this is a fucking a dark horse for like worst film we we've, we've covered, and it's a shame. Yeah, but um, because the you know, like like we said, we like barbarian movies, we like fucking fantasy movies, yeah. and I think we all, I think you all know by now, we like canon movies. Oh, so long, you, you would think long, you would think know. that this would be good. I mean, you know but, what? A real, and we like we even like we like Diodato as well, and yeah. Richard Lynch. Fucking Rostov, come yeah. on. Halloween. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but but uh there is nothing I can recommend about this film. No, it's fucking like awful. The, the dialogue is terrible, the acting is bad, the fucking effects are atrocious. I mean the, the thing set is design, oh it's all over. I've always kinda of wanted to see it because I always knew it existed. Yeah. But and I know this us talking about it wouldn't deter people like myself mm. who would want to watch it anyway yeah you know as a matter of fact we've probably given one or two people who are listening a kind of more morbid curiosity just to see if <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is that bad it is it's fucking dreadful <laughs> yeah. and uh like I will say though as we were saying like this was you know canon the the death rattle of yeah. canon films the canon logo didn't even play at the beginning yeah, you know. Although there there was kind of a funny thing, and I saw in the the opening credits, I didn't mention it at the start. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of the 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 actors' names and things like that, Richard Lynch, Ava yeah. Ava Larue, all those people, just sort of came you know came in. You know the producers and the directors' names, however, yeah. they came directly directly out into the screen. You know, ah, yeah, <laughs> and um, oh, um, I I should mention I I'm, I started talking about this earlier. But um, this is the most interesting thing I could find about the whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Paul brothers, the guys who played the the barbarians, uh, they you know they were just like gym rats, like I was saying. Yeah. Uh, they had, you know they had a few movies, but because they were the drizzling shits, it didn't last very long. Twin sitters. Yeah. Uh, Double trouble. Oh fuck. Um, I think I've seen Double Trouble. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, all of it was based on, you know, we're built like brick shithouses. And, and we, we look, look alike. The same. Yeah. But, um, well, really, all fucking bodybuilders that size look the same. So yeah. it's not yeah. that big a deal. But um, after their film careers went, went to shit, uh, da- uh, David Paul, who played, uh, who played Gore, yeah. He went on to have like a fairly normal existence. You know, he's still involved in bodybuilding. Uh, I I went on to I went on to a bodybuilding forum mm-hmm. and I put out a question inquiring about the whereabouts of these guys, what they're up to now. Yeah. Uh one guy who who competes, he said he met him working as a photographer at a competition in Reno. And um, David Paul was working as a yeah, photographer. David okay. Paul. And uh the other one, uh Peter Paul as far as I can tell, has lost his fucking mind, right? There, there's a video online 
Uh, it's, uh, it's on YouTube. It's called The Bumbarian. And good brother, please fucking cut this in. Hooker by a crook. He's a snug. Anybody can look like the one and only. Like the one and only. And who's the one and only? Is there one one and only? Is there two one and only? He's full of baloney and kosher salami. That's not the one and only Swami. Um, it's him on the grounds of the University of Rhode Island screaming and yelling like a fucking mental case about how he's about how he's done 24 impossible things in the last five minutes. You know, shit like that. You know, trying to make out like he's the son of God. And um, he now works, you know, he now works as a performance artist uh, called uh, Sweeter Peter Peter Tejero or something like that. I forget what it is. I watched about the 20 minutes of one of his one-man shows and I have no idea what the fuck it was. It, it was sort of like a dance spoken word thing, and it was fucking weird and mental. And I think the man might actually be insane. <laughs> I think years of like ingesting fucking, you know, uh, you know, Czechoslovakian horse hormones has completely warped his brain, and he has no fucking. Well. Who's to say you're wrong? Yeah. Well, we've gone with this film anyway. Mm. We went from the the, the truly ridiculous shite yeah. that Canon would put out, and sadly, where they this is this kind of movie used where they gained some of their um, their infamy. Yeah, their uh, their reputation as a schlock house. So I think we should go from the ridiculous to the sublime. Yes. To the next film we're going to discuss will be Andrei Konchalovsky's Runaway Train. Oh, yes. Um, now, this is this is probably the best film they they ever did. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, Masters of the Universe is boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, was, you know, quite, I'm not being fucking sarcastic, really. really. Okay. Masters of the Universe is great. Yeah, and Quest for Peace is coming, too. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, this is Gonchalovsky's uh, Runaway Train, uh, mm. starring John Voight. Yeah. And um, I saw this movie, I believe, when I was a kid. Mm. And I remember it being fairly full on. Yeah. And um, it's, this is a highly acclaimed picture, and mm. I think it'll be really something to discuss. I sincerely hope so. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to watching a good great film yeah for this and we get to talk about Eric Roberts (laughs) yeah Eric Roberts is in there as well that the train wreck that is Eric Roberts first there's God then the warden then my gods then the dogs out there in the kennel and finally you pieces of human waste going. You coming? The most startling journey you'll ever take. Don't kill me. Let me do it. Has just begun. I smile, man. We're free. We make a hell of a team, don't we, man? I don't know nothing for nothing. Being around me is really stupid. I'm the war with the world, everybody in it. I don't know what happened, but there's no engineer on this train. There's nobody on this train but us. Shoes have burned off. The overspeed control must have gotten screwed up, and the engineers do not just croak. You want to be a top guy? You want to be a legend? Go back! 
<laughs> you want to shoot me? Shoot me! Shoot the kid! stake is their spirit, their freedom, and their lives. John Voigt, Eric Roberts, Rebecca De Mornay, Runaway Train, a film by Andre Konchalovsky. If you want to um, stay in touch with us, I guess follow the Giant Media Ball page on Facebook, or you can like our page, the Canon Canon Podcast page on Facebook, but I'd be honest with you, it's only been updated once. Yeah. It's just there to be there. Yeah. Um, also, would like to uh, make a special mention of the people on the Canon Films Appreciation Group on uh, Facebook. If you like Canon movies, you really should be a member of that group. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, they're uh, recently... Uh, one of the users was in an old Canon cinema in England mm. and he uploaded photos of the carpets there yeah. and they're the same carpets from the 80s and they've got the Canon logos on That's them. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And, um, you oh. know, it's really cool. I think there's people who worked on Canon movies mm. are members of the group as well and they, there's a lot of discussion going on. And uh, So people we probably insulted horribly. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> but um, you can't, you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. Absolutely, you know? I suppose. But, um, you know, uh, it's it's still, it's a really cool group and I'd recommend, uh, they've been very kind whenever um, I've shared out our stuff in the past. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for that, guys. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody else who uh, recently passed on positive uh, criticisms. Yeah, it's it's been what, you know of what we've done. Yeah, uh, it's been really nice to hear from you guys. And uh, you know, I keep it coming because um, you know we're desperate for approval. Yeah, and, uh, we are we are attention whores at the end of the day. Like yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we'll be back in two weeks' time with um, Runaway Train. And in the meantime, you just use the internet to get in contact with us if you really need to. I mean, it's yeah. not that hard to fucking find us. Like, yeah, we're you know? we're very easy to find. And uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff I said I'd promote for people, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> so I guess we'll leave it here. Uh, and uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll leave it there. And um, I don't know, maybe this podcast will have to be censored. Who knows? I think it may have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but, a good brother knows what to cut, I think. Yeah, and... Uh, it's which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But god damn it, we can't it's the internet, you can't be a piece of shit all the time. Yeah. And um yeah, anyway, we, we hope you enjoyed the show and mm. uh, good luck to you. Good luck. Thank you.